this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Are you black enough? Are you dark enough? And is that the same thing? White passing in Hollywood and who gets to claim black or brown and does white supremacy have anything to do with it? Then demonizing black children while infantilizing white adults. And are you throwing a party, a conference, an event just to say you did? You whack for that. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. How you doing, Jay? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Yes, good. Yes, yes. How's your weekend? My weekend is chill. Yeah, my weekend's been chill. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. It's your season. Your season is in full effect. I love this season. That's good. Good I for you. It. Good for you. Cozy I'll take it. and the covers. I love it. All right. I'll take it as a personal attack on my way of life. <laughs> But I'm glad you're enjoying the fall. I am. Good. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. All right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. You can use that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever the fuck you can use a hashtag, just use that shit and we love it. The other hashtag we want you to use is pod in and that is so other people can, you know, find you listening to this podcast. That's right. We are recording at the Indie Creative Network Studios. Be sure to check them out online at ICN.com. DJ Queen, can you tell the people what libations are? Yes, I will tell you guys what libations are. That is where we pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black joy. Pour some for the homies, the ancestors, whoever gives you that joy. Pour it for them. And that is where we do that here on the show. So what are your libations? My libations are honestly for fall. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I think that I'm highly into transition seasons. I've always kind of been like that. Mm-hmm. And fall is the better of them than spring. I hate spring because it's just so much rain and pollen and all of that other dumb shit. Right. Um, so I prefer fall. And it's usually when I do a lot of my prepping for the new year and... This is, I don't know, for some people, this is my year reset. It is not New Year's. Mm-hmm. It is within the fall. And maybe it's because my birthday is in September right. and it makes those things happen. But um, yes, libations to the fall, seeing things die, um, not in a bad way, but like right. just getting rid of things because I'm also highly into purging and mm-hmm. getting rid of things and seeing things end and all of that shit. So that's what I see the fall as. And it's for me, that's like a hopeful space, like mm-hmm. see things come to an end and like, yes, okay, I can move on to something else. So Libations to fall. Mm-hmm. It's giving me black joy. So right. Good for you, girl. That's cool. My libation is to money from Queer Walk. Money, um, money, money, money. Hey. For um, putting us all on to the fact that uh, Venus is in retrograde right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's really affecting my life in a major way. Okay. So money on her last, the last episode of her podcast was talking about the fact that Venus is in scorpio right mm-hmm. now right yeah. so it's in retrograde it's in scorpio 
and she said a bunch of other shit i'll put the link in the show notes so you can listen to her <laughs> podcast but what most uh resonated with me was the fact that now is the time that people your old your exes and shit are going to be texting you they was doing they're it they're trying to get that old thing back it they also is it. coinciding right now text me from like I haven't spoke to him in four years. That's insane. I saw that text. It, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, hey, you left your bobby pin at my house four years ago. Do you want to, maybe we, I, I could bring it to you. It was dumb. <laughs> it was really ridiculous. Never in my life. Not in all my days. That was a sad attempt. Um, but Gosh. shit like that is popping up. So people are going to be reaching out to you. Old crusties are going to, it's coinciding now with cuffing season, mm-hmm. which is like high alert. Like yep. people are trying to get back so they can get under the blanket with you no get Mm out of here and also you're gonna have your own urges probably to hit up your ex i was like okay does fitness bay really need to be gone did we talk about it enough should we talk about (laughs) it more maybe we didn't really talk about it but we talked about all the things yo that nigga don't want to be leave that's where it's at i'm gonna leave it where it's It's at dead leaf it's a dead leaf unless you want to come back for this but don't come back don't come back don't come back um so yes i needed to hear that because like the vibes were strong and so this whole thing should be over by november 16th (laughs) so (laughs) i'm counting down the days the hours and the seconds you know what's crazy is that people always talk about the fucking mercury retrograde yeah like i've it's through money that i'm learning that there's other planets that Mm -hmm. retrograde and like all of this shit and that some of them are like equally as horrible (laughs) yeah this is this is a fucking nightmare yo this is a nightmare yeah this is whack it's super duper whack whack and i'm like why is venus bothering me but it's not bothering it better be bothering him i'll tell you that It better be fucking with. I'm sure it's fitness bothering bay. him. I hope you're having sleepless sure nights, lonely nights, him. fitness bay. He's like sweating over his phone with your Probably. name. Like you can't. Probably. Call her. Probably. You can't call her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All That's right. The voice. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's the thirst so, trap voice. That. Oh, you can't. You can't. You can't. Stay away. <laughs> I know you're parched, but stay away stay away <laughs> anyway yeah so thank you money for that little bit of information yeah so all i gotta try and do is hold out till november 16th mm-hmm. and if the vibes are still there then i'll revisit this whole thing and probably just have casual sex with a stranger but mm-hmm. in the meantime i have something to look forward to yes. the end of this foolishness but also i posted that on our social media and about yo, retrograde and, and everybody is so like yo like, this is, is that, that, is that what's that going is? on yes yes because it's intense yes have i missed fitness bay since he he was eradicated from my life yes a little bit maybe perhaps i'm not sure but now it's like oh my god yeah the vibes are strong so this is good so now i know it's officially a trick of the devil and (laughs) venus and scorpio so bada bing bada boom thank you thank you money and i'll put the link to that episode of queer walk podcast in In the the show show notes. notes All right, Queen, can you tell the people how to donate, yes. why they need to donate, and what's up with donations yes. and all that good shit? Yes, yes. So we ask for donations, and that is what we use to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this shit. That's um, right. So the way that you can donate is by monetarily donate. It's by going to our website, tvwithqueenandj.com, scrolling down on the homepage, and there is where we give you two 
options. Two. We have our first option, which is our PayPal option, and that you can come and visit anytime and drop some coins in the collection plate. And then we have our Patreon option, and that's where we ask for a little bit of commitment. We ask you to give us $2 a month there. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you, but we're just asking for $2 a month. And if you become a patron, you get a shout out on the show. Another way that you could donate to this podcast is by sharing, is by rating, reviewing, um, on whatever app that you listen to, Tea with Queen and Jay on. Yes. So monetary donations and donations of your love and time are kindly and greatly yes, appreciated. Yes, yes. So we actually have a few donation libations that we wanted to give this week. We have new patrons this week. Ew. And they are Laura and Myra. Thank, Thank you so you. much. We appreciate you. Or Mira. Forgive me if I mispronounced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have PayPal donations. They was from... getting it in in the PayPal this week. Yes. Thank y'all so in. much. You really did help us get over like i said we have like back expenses yeah so it's nice like i have a whole list of like back shit it's nice to be able to like oh shit we can pay a bill now we can pay this now now. so yeah so that's a blessing so thank you all for that we appreciate you our paypals this week are from gabriella we got one from shelby hey shelby we see you shelby is donating every time she listens to an episode and we're gonna shout you out every time that's fine amina kurt broke us off and said Tea with Queen and Jay. So good, even devils pitching. That's going to be our, um, <laughs> one of our new taglines. I was like, because you know my nation of Islam brain. I was uh-huh. like, does he be saying he's a white person? Yes, that's what I got. Is okay. there any other way to interpret that? I, I didn't think so. Oh, okay, okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. Maybe I, I just wanted to say it out no, loud on the show. I, yeah, no, I, I, I grew up with phone nation heads in my house. Yeah, those, <laughs> that's what he meant. That, I, there's no other way to interpret that. Um, well, thank you, Kurt. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. We appreciate you and your devil money. We'll take it. Keep sending it. We got a donation from Steven. Thank you so much, Steven. Steven is actually a comedian. You can find him on Twitter and IG at Trap Nerd Sunny. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah, he's funny. He is funny. Very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. And then Brandon broke us off with some money and said all the love thank you so much brandon thanks brandon we appreciate you i have a quick psa go ahead girl yeah so as always we appreciate your donations if you send us uh, generally if you send us a comment with your donations it's usually like a kind word or something funny or cute or a little message for us or whatever um and we appreciate that and we'll generally read whatever you send us what i don't appreciate is what we don't appreciate right what we don't appreciate is when people People use that space for promo without asking. So if you send us a message and say, hey, Queen and Jay, you know, we appreciate you. Can you shout out my blah, blah, blah? Yes. That's a question. And then I can decide if I want to do that or not. And Mm -hmm. generally we do, you know, if it fits with like what we have going on. Typically that hasn't been a problem. Um, Can you shout this out? I, I, do you mind? I'm working on this thing. Can you help us with it? Whatever. And it's whatever usually implied, it is. like, not that the money is for that, but right. like, I'm donating money. And in addition to that, can you help me with this? Right. I would appreciate it yes. if you, and I can, we can decide if that's something that works for us or not. But please don't think that because you donated whatever amount you donated that i'm that supposed to gonna... by default do some shit that i didn't agree to do yes. before you sent me this money so the money is for donations if you have some other shit in mind we sell ad space yep. if you want to add something if you want like you want to send me money in hopes that i will say some shit you're welcome that's, to say yeah, hey different. queen and jay do you mind doing this thing but do not somebody do don't this. take away our consent right basically don't what take saying. away my consent and really don't i don't like feeling like 
I don't, I don't know. It felt very someone. Let me just give you all the backstory. Somebody sent us a donation and in their donation description, they didn't say hello. They didn't say shit. They just promote whatever their event was. They just promoted that was like the name of the person, the event. It was like a fucking press release list of shit without any type of hi, this is I'm doing this thing. Could you shout it out or whatever? That's not what this space is for. We love helping people, especially black people, especially black, black women, women and femmes. We love doing Doing that we generally have no problem doing that but please don't assume that because you throw me ten dollars or whatever whatever the amount is i don't care if you send me five hundred dollars please don't think that because you send me some money i'm then supposed to just read out whatever the fuck yeah message and, you if, put and if there. we talk often on the show about breaking down this capitalistic model about how you do things then that should just tell you that yeah. Throwing a few bucks. It was it was this, rude. That's just not how it was, we do it things. It was rude. That's we like to build community. Things. Anytime people people there are people who have hit us up who I've never heard from who don't introduce themselves. They're just like, hey, I want to sponsor so and so. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? So please don't don't come into any of our messaging spaces, whether inboxes, it be social media DMs, inbox, whatever. Emails, please don't come incorrect. It's not well received. I don't care how much money is attached to the donation. It's a person. There's people on the other end of these things. Right. Don't fucking treat me like that. Do not. Do not. So once again, we do sell ad space. If anyone wants to contact us about promoting whatever they have going on on the podcast you're welcome to do that and we can have that conversation that's fine and we do we are community based we do enjoy shouting things out especially yeah. if they're things that are going to bring black folks closer together any type of black folks yeah. so whatever whatever that shit is you know what i'm saying but please know that you are talking to people and a simple hi queen hi jay do you do mind that. shouting this out yeah. is appreciated but anyway Thanks again to everybody who donated. We appreciate you and um, all of your messages and everybody who donated without messages. Thank you. Word. Thank you. All right. You have an event coming up. Yeah. So as I've been saying for weeks, Mixed Vixen's First Fridays is happening. November the 2nd is the first one. And I, someone decided... I got an anonymous donation. Anonymous. <laughs> Which is like really great. So it allows me to give away 20 free tickets. Oh, snap. Yeah, to um, anyone who wants to come to Ms. Dixon's first Friday. Um, so I've decided that if you want to come to the party for free you could just email me at contact at MsVixenMag.com and I'll send you a ticket. Like I don't just send an email saying your name I want to come to the party. Like I don't need an explanation as to why like whatever. Just the first 20 people who email me that you will get a free um, free entry to Ms. Mm -hmm. Vixen's First Friday. And you know just to give you some backstory Ms. Vixen's First Friday is basically a party space for POCs queer folks and people along the gender spectrum to like have a safe space to like have fun. I'm a person who likes communal parties and that's my self care. Right. I like to go to a party and dance or whatever. Like I don't really do the like um, mindfulness and like alone in a yoga space or whatever like that for me it's a party so I'm like trying to create that space and yeah so that's what the party is about $10 at the door $15 if you um, do not RSCP and the link is in the show notes and I hope to see you there please come through we want to see your beautiful faces also please be sure to if you don't send an email saying that you want to be one of the free ticket holders then please pay your $10 in advance it's important that we support one another it's important that we pay black women it's an opportunity to help Miss Vixen, which has been, what is it, seven years now? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. keep doing all the things 
that you do the free shit the paid shit the online shit yeah um so that that's one of the reasons why there is a dollar amount attached to this and it's important that we are investing in one another so sometimes i see a party and it's like oh i'm not paying for that i could you know i could do this that this for free or that for free or whatever but this is once again this is a curated space this is something that helps to fund the larger efforts of miss vixen magazine so please make sure that you contribute to queen's cause and what she's doing we have a lot of you reach out to us and say how what can i do to support black women this is something that you can do to support oh, a black you, woman thank you jen you're welcome so sweet. i do what i can do we I should do a podcast together we should <laughs> let's start working on that yeah all right so that is that another announcement another announcement yeah see with queen and jay the both of us the queen the jay we're doing a live show december 10th in nyc more details to come is happening it will be on a monday december 10th is a monday night which is why i'm telling you in advance yes whatever you need to do your babysitter your grandma auntie whoever could watch the kids be sure to please have them do that if you need to finish up work early if you need to tell them you're leaving early it'll be after work hours so you shouldn't have to leave that early but well, we just want to make sure nine to five kind of work yes it's after nine to five kind of work yes 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 thank you mm-hmm. thank you so much mm-hmm. so we want to see you there we want you in the place yes. we want to see your face yes okay yes and a lot of you have been asking us when you're going to do a live show right when's your next live people show people ask us that when's right after we did a live show yeah like, i just had one, I don't, just I had just, one yesterday I just so yeah so we're telling you well in advance please spread the word please tell other people if you have friends that listen to our podcast please let them know to come through if you have friends who don't listen but they come with you everywhere please let them know so they can take the day off and come with you to this because yeah. mm-hmm. we want to see y'all there and we want to fill up the space yes we have another announcement and so lastly i wanted to announce i know a lot of y'all like burlesque and getting sexy and shit so our friend yamina is throwing a burlesque event it's red light special a night of urban burlesque and that's happening on october 21st at house of yes yamina's organization is art of legon she is a dancer she is the founder and choreographer of Art of Legon. She started the Red Light Special three years ago with the intention of empowering people, especially women, to enjoy their sexuality, experience liberation through dance, sex play, and share in the magic of storytelling. She also wanted to create an experience by which audiences could be inspired to reimagine their own lives around art and sensuality. Queen and I actually went to one of her events. Yeah, we did. It was hot. It was sexy. It was cute. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was winter. Go okay. ahead. I'm it's slow. very annoying. It thing. was people of color. <laughs> it centered black women and black bodies. Yeah. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. So yeah, so be sure to go through it. Once again, it is Red Light Special, A Night of Urban Burlesque. That's October 21st at House of Yes, located at 2 Wyckoff Avenue and we, in Brooklyn. And we're going to leave. It starts at 7. We're going to leave the... Link, link to that in the, in in the show, show notes, notes tickets yeah. are $20 and yeah, this is yeah. another black woman that you should be supporting it's another black woman you're always asking how do I do that support black women in their endeavors that's right one more event we are actually going to be in Syracuse we're going to miss the burlesque event but we're going to Syracuse University to, to support our friends yes Nikita and Money of the Queer Walk podcast they're going to be in Queering the Airways QT Park 
Media Symposium. Symposium. Yes, that's These an important word. Okay, all right. Fantastic. <laughs> the homie Diamond Styles of Marsh's Plate Podcast will also be there. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Sir Knight of Black Trans TV will be there. It's a whole it's a full day of all types of shit. So the day starts off with it is a free event, by yes, the way. It is. All you gotta do is show up. It's not even linked to like RSVP. Just motherfucking just show up. It's open for everybody. Yeah. Again, Diamond Styles starts it off in the morning she's doing a session on sexual orientation gender identity and accessories is her session from 10 to 11 sir knight 11 15 to 12 15 a self-love workshop as told by sir knight of black trans tv money and nikita do writing producing and editing your own podcast from 12 30 to 1 30 2 to 4 p.m they do a live recording of queer walk podcast we're very excited to be yeah. there for that and then it closes out at sugar magnolia bistro in armory square for a closed qt Pac networking social so once again this is happening at syracuse university the lgbt resource center in honor of lgbtq history month it's sponsored by the color collective black cuse pride and sugar magnolia bistro so we're super excited mm, to yeah, go I'm up to excited. syracuse we're super excited to hang out with our i've never friends. been to syracuse have I been to Syracuse? It's for me. It's not one of those places I would care to remember. I don't I'm, think I remember. Mm-hmm. I think I will remember going to Syracuse. Maybe like I'll be like, I why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. like I will remember. Yeah, that's like a place I would only visit if I was going to that college. Or something, right, probably. right, right. I went to Buffalo and I've been to Canada. Yeah, I've been to Buffalo. Okay, well, we're super fucking excited. Uh, we'll put the information to this in the show notes yes 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 um so that you know to show up if you're in syracuse if you're in the surrounding areas mm-hmm. um and it's take... a it's a like a day of things so even if you're in the surround let's say you're like an hour away mm-hmm. you're driving for an hour to do something for a whole day right so it's definitely worth the time yes so we're fucking excited about that shit come to syracuse and meet us there yeah all right you ready to get into the show yes let's get into the show let's get into the shizzle all right <laughs> what kind of tea are you drinking i'm dr- well drank i finished you that shit your tea? yes yes wow. it's fall oh, I, got, oh I got i got a little bit okay. i got a little bit um but i'm drinking jasmine green tea and it's delish i smelt it and it smelled good i am drinking earl gray a timeless classic <laughs> <laughs> And it's delish. I had my coffee earlier, so I'm feeling energized and Okay, spicy. that's what's going on. I'm like, why is she so yeah. on? No, I drank my coffee earlier. What the so fuck is he I feel feeling? good. I feel she good. I feel drugs. good. I'm like, yeah. I and I haven't been feeling... My mood is lightening a little bit. Okay, that's good. I'm happy about yes, that. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I wasn't going to question it. I'm like, mm-hmm. she really seems like she's in a good yeah, mood and space. Yeah, my mood is lightening. I'm ha- I Some have this, moments. I'm going to let that happen. Yeah, I've been having moments, but they're a lot more like, okay, I'm having a moment than like, oh, wow, I want to die. You know? Then it being like the default setting of yes. okay gotcha it was sunny today and i dressed weather appropriately i like feeling warm i don't like feeling cold so yeah oh and i bought some i bought my new skeleton gloves from amazon because i lost my ones from last year i was about to say didn't you have some already yeah i lost you, you one so it. now i only got one skeleton gotcha. glove so, so yeah so i'm feeling good that's cool what are you mm-hmm. affirming for yourself today jay i am affirming that i am loved i'm affirming as always that i'm not a lady 
Um, I affirm that we're going to have a good time in Syracuse. So I'm super I'm excited, excited about that shit. I really did do need like a just a quick trip away. Yeah, and, and to be Yeah, left alone for a little while. Yep. So um, what else am I affirming for myself? I'm affirming that this is going to be an amazing autumn, as you niggas call it, or fall or whatever the fuck. Okay? <laughs> I listened to... um. Sam on Inner Whole Uprising and she was saying that she has like a fall bucket list. Like mm-hmm. she's planning out her yeah, fall. Yeah, listen, yeah. I was like, that's, that's, I, I could, I could get with that. I'm very afraid of fall as well because I'm like, oh, winter is coming. So mm-hmm. I do try and like still like go outside and stuff, but it's very easy to be like, fuck this whole season mm-hmm. until spring comes around. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm affirming that Not I'm going to have a, fuck a good fall. Person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so I'm affirming that shit. What are you affirming for yourself? I'm affirming that. I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I'm enough. And I'm affirming that I can become Mm self-employed, financially abundant, without trauma. Yes. That is what I am affirming Mm -hmm. for myself. I like that. Yes. I like that. I'm going to affirm that too. (laughs) (laughs) What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she and her. What are your pronouns, Jay? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. I'm ready to talk shit. Let's get into the show. Let's get into it. All right. So on our last episode... That wasn't our last episode. About two episodes ago, the one, the damn Gina episode, we talked a lot about white present and Latinx folks and things like that. And we received a comment on our SoundCloud from a listener. Um, and I'm going to just read that for you really quickly. I love y'all. I think you have a bad habit, though, of assigning label of white Latino to Latinos that don't even read as white. Gina Rodriguez, she's light brown and them features are mighty brown. It was years ago when I was still watching Gina Virgin, so I don't know if I'll find it, but I remember her claiming some Afro heritage slash identity, which I could see along. To me, she, she reads ambiguously brown. There might be black heritage, there might be indigenous heritage, but she doesn't look white. And that's the end of their comment mm-hmm. um so just real quick to touch on gina rodriguez gina rodriguez does claim to be african descended uh, on her dad's side her dad looks like maybe he's a little bit brown but he's not he's not it's not like you're gonna see him and be like oh that's a black man there you know what i'm saying so just to provide like backstory mm-hmm. to that but i will say that what we were talking about in terms of gina rodriguez or white passing latinos was white presenting privilege yeah more so than does this person look, look brown like or not yeah and we, you know we, what i'm saying yeah, like i think the per, the piece that you're missing is that we're talking about white presenting people mm-hmm. or people that can pass we're not saying right. that she's white and we're not saying she's afforded all of the privileges of whiteness mm-hmm. but we are acknowledging the fact that because she is closer her proximity to whiteness is something visually closer to a white person then there are privileges there there are privileges there and when we talk about passing Right. So the important parts of passing are, do you pass to white people? Yes. Do you pass to the people who hold power? Yeah. We're, We're not, not talking, talking about, about us. We're not we talking about, about right. When it, when it comes to Afro descend, Afro descendiente, African descended people throughout the diaspora, usually we can look at another African descended person, no matter how light they are and, and be like, Oh, that person has African ancestry Yeah. or, Oh, that person has ind- indigenous ancestry yeah. or whatever or, the or case we'll, we'll may be. We'll know they're not 
white right people of just color white. we tend to have a larger racial iq mm-hmm. than white folks yeah so white folks will look at a jennifer lopez and say oh she could play italian in this movie i like her so i can make it so that she can play a, uh, a, a white aligned yeah. person mm-hmm. Ooh, the rock he's just light enough for me to put him in this movie and erase any cultural markers that he has and people will just assume that he's fucking greek yeah, or that he's exactly. fucking like the, italian there's or whatever. enough ambiguity in the space for you to kind of like give them these roles right and that's what we're saying yeah so that's what we're talking when about. we talk about passing when we talk about uh privilege all of these things because of the colonizer the white colonizer and colonialism all of these things have to do with the ways in which white people view you and see you you know what i'm saying black folks we are murdered by police regardless of whether the cop is white or black or whatever because of how white people see us because of a fear of blackness it's all about how close are you to whiteness and when I didn't mean to cut you mm-hmm. off. And when we're talking about that, we're not, I think also that you're just talking about skin color mm-hmm. and lightness. Like right. we're also talking about hair texture. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about sometimes the way the person speak, like yeah. all of these things that are connected to whiteness. And we know what that is. Mm-hmm. That's not like some hitting thing. Those are all of the things packaged together that we're talking about that talks about their proximity and their white presenting right. If Gina Rodriguez had 4C hair like me, mm-hmm. how we would not be saying these same things. Right. Right. But because she has all of these other things within the package that lets her pass mm-hmm. and can give her all of these different roles, those are the things that we're talking about. Right. White passing does not just mean light skin either. Mm-hmm. There's lots of other things that come into play um, when we're talking about um, Latinx people that can, you know, pass as right. white and, and or it be goes, white presenting. Absolutely. And it goes for people, again, throughout the diaspora. It goes for indigenous people throughout the world. It's It's... That doesn't mean that I'm going to look at somebody who is white, a white presenting black person and tell them that they're not one of us, that they're not Mm -hmm, like me, that we don't share culture, that we are not both black people. You know what I'm saying? That is different than that person's white passing privilege. That's a whole different conversation. It's a totally different thing. So we were in in our conversation, we were talking about when we talk about white privilege, when we talk about uh, passing privilege, when we talk about white passing Latinx folks, we're talking about their access to whiteness, their proximity to whiteness and what that shit affords them. We're not talking about the fact that we know they're black. That these things, now this, this is a separate conversation of, okay, no, you could, it's so many I would say that a pastime for a lot mm-hmm. of black people, yeah. especially black people with a high racial IQ and black people who have experienced the diversity and acknowledge the diversity of blackness within whether it be their families or whatever. We know that we come looking all different type of yeah, ways. Well, where? So a pastime has been, you know, she got black in her. Yeah. You know, she got black mm-hmm. in her. You know, they brown. Yeah. You know, they this. Mm-hmm. You know, they that. You know, they mix with this. You know, ain't no way such and such is and white. We generally, we generally, as people like to welcome people in. Yes. Like, and we're accepting ge- as yeah, fuck. We're, so we're usually looking for that. Yes. It is very it's obvious. Because it's safe. Like, we're, we're looking usually, for safety. Yes. Right, right, We're generally right. looking for those mm-hmm. markers that would tell us, like, okay, um, that proximity to whiteness might right. be a little less than whatever because mm-hmm. it's safe for us. Right, right, right. We're and generally I personally, doing that. And we both, we both um, have very, very light-skinned or white-passing people in our family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I personally, I don't assume 
anyone is not black or whatever i generally ask Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so if i'm getting to know somebody at work i'll if the conversation is relevant to our race and stuff like that i might say oh are you black or are you you know what i'll ask you if you are one of me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. just for clarification or whatever uh, and that can get tricky at work. But you you understand what I'm yeah. saying. If I'm talking to someone that I feel comfortable with and I'm getting to know, I will ask, oh, are you are you one of me for clarification? Yeah. Um, Just so that I know the perspective from which we both come from mm-hmm. when we're speaking. Yeah, you know what totally. I'm saying? Because you never know. We are out here undercover, a lot mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of some of us are more welcoming to different shades of blackness or different experiences of blackness than others yeah but for the most part here we are very welcoming and open to everybody's the full range and spectrum of blackness yeah the full range and spectrum of latinx folks like we acknowledge that but that does not mean that someone like gina rodriguez is not a white passing person when in the eyes of white folks and we've talked about Michaela Angela Davis who is um an image activist yeah. and she does like hair stories and other stuff you google her she's in the game yeah. but she's a very light-skinned black woman she has blonde hair it's kinky but she it's blonde mm-hmm. and she talks about being a young kid her facial any one of us would look at her and, and see a black woman yeah. you know period totally. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but because she is so light-skinned when she was a child, white people read her as white. So yeah. she'd be in their house playing with the other children and other with white children. Yeah. And those parents would read her as white because they were not looking for the black Afro-descendiente cultural markers that we look for yeah. when we're looking for people like us. There's still white people. How many times? Yo, whenever I see Rita Ora, and I have looked at pictures of her as a child, yeah. that's not her daddy. I don't care what y'all tell me. <laughs> Both of them white people is not her parents because I've looked at pictures and she oh, looks gosh. like she's an African descended person. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean, she again, she's white passing. She identifies as white. Right. I'm not inviting her to the cookout because if you tell me you white, then you white. We don't invite, but we don't invite people. To we don't do that. But we know, we know what black people look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying the fact that fucking kardashians not the white one but (laughs) you know she have a different daddy yeah she got a different daddy she she has a a big uh i don't know nordic white daddy i don't know what what her deal is (laughs) but kim kardashian courtney kardashian and rob kardashian those are brown people okay so i understand that armenians in this country have been allowed to call themselves white White? and shit but as far as i'm concerned those are brown people and i know that they experience whiteness as white people because all of this shit is politics and all of this shit is what white folks in power have decided works so cool they get to be white that doesn't mean that me as a brown person my naked eye i see what kind of white person you are i see that you are brown yo you're Mm -hmm. fucking brown yeah i think that people of color and our understanding of who is black what is black who is of color who is not i think that that is a separate conversation from who is white in the eyes of the white power structure who is white in the eyes of the system and and then us calling someone white presenting is not excluding them from being a poc either that's not saying that we don't acknowledge that we do acknowledge that but we are also highlighting that they are white passing and there are privileges that come with that point blank period that's it you know also i play this game when i'm watching tv like i will i'm a googler you know like fun facts and shit but i will google oh what kind of person is this who's this person where's he from so i googled like the whole cast of uh what's my new thing that i'm watching mayans 
on FX. Yeah. It's that spinoff of those white men being lawless, <laughs> running around town and shit. That's why I couldn't watch that show. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Yes, it's the spinoff of Sons of Sons of Anarchy, and one of the main characters. Yes, Michael Irby. Because I did want to make sure I'm like, okay, are, are these niggas Mexican? <laughs> how did how did they cast this? Are all these niggas Mexican? Because this guy looks like some type of ambiguously brown person mm-hmm. who could also be a white Italian person. So what's <laughs> what's the deal? So Michael Irby, who is one of the main characters on that show, is a he is a black American and Mexican person mm-hmm. who is white passing as fuck. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We come all kind of different ways. Yes. So we should and I think we get caught up in not understanding the nuances of race. We need to understand the difference in the power dynamics of white passing privilege and our cultural connectivity and our racial yes. connectivity of being yes. African descended peoples throughout the globe. So when I see Michael Irby, I check to see, is he one of us? One of us, <laughs> one of us. And I'm rooting for everybody black. That's right. And I found <laughs> out and I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm like, you go ahead and be Mexican on this show because you Mexican too. Mm-hmm. And I fucks with it. And I just wanted to make sure everybody here was some type of Mexican. So that's yeah. what's up. So I'm not thinking, oh, he's Mexican. So that means he's not black. I'm not thinking any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. We're not excluding. We're not excluding, we're not excluding them having African heritage but by calling a person white presenting. Absolutely That's not, not what's happening. But I there. acknowledge that Michael Irby has also played white people on TV because white people bec- think he's a white, white man. Part. Yeah, and or that's what matters. White people know that they can pass him as a white yes. man. Yes, which is what yes. we were talking about. Which is which being a white presenting mm-hmm. Latinx yep. person. Yep. All right. So speaking of white presenting privilege and shit like that. Something else that came up recently is The Rock, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, my secret lover, is going to be playing. Did you say ow or ew? I said ow. <laughs> I can't discern for the ow from the ew. <laughs> um, he is set to play John Henry of Black American Folklore. We have in- folklore? We do. <laughs> we do. I know niggas don't, don't be knowing. I don't know why he disrespect. He's by you. And Vampire Brooklyn Lake. All right, so just to give background, <laughs> since Queen is talking like y'all know her and y'all been talking about this with her. What's what's Bay's name? Oh, Michael Bay Jordan. Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan, Jordan was doing an interview with uh, GQ Magazine and said that we don't have any black American folklore in and film. film. That's not true. Yeah, <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. But yeah, that's not why we're That's, that's not, not why we're here. I just have to bring that up. That's not why we're here. We disrespect the Vampire Brooklyn. He's by you like that. Yeah. Right? Even, even, um, what's the other one? Candyman. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. But I I guess, I don't know. He's probably talking about like ancient, I don't know what the fuck. Like what, mythology pieces? Not mythology, but like time pieces. I guess. I guess. I don't know what he meant, but he don't be paying attention. Yeah. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson is scheduled to, he is producing, it's his film company that is partnering with Netflix to produce the uh, film about John Henry. So it's John Henry and the Statesman. Yeah. John, the John Henry story. I don't know the full story from what I, I remember hearing it as a kid. But from what I heard, he was a big black man, like a lumberjack or some shit. And he worked hard. And that's all I remember. He was the biggest and he worked hard. That's what I remember What do you too. remember? I remember a hammer. I okay. Think. Well, because that's what you associate. That's what I associate with working hard. <laughs> I was like, this is a hard working black man yes hammering things 
He's big. He's a sign of strength. Mm -hmm. He's pleasant. He's happy. And I probably saw him in a book carrying children, (laughs) which is loving. So that's what I remember. During this whole thing, um, I have heard different black folks throughout the interwebs talking about what they know of John Henry. And so the story, the most popular story that I've been hearing is that he worked so hard that his heart stopped that he yeah, worked so hard until he, right like until he died and he was trying to beat he was trying to like i don't know compete with the machine or train yeah. or some something mm-hmm. like that yep. um but anyway when i heard that the rock would be playing john henry i had a lot of different thoughts so for anyone who doesn't know the rock is black american and samoan he is not white presenting Though in many films, they have tried to pass him off as a white person. Or like as someone with no race or someone who's transcending right, race. Right. Who's someone like who's, his, right. his cultural background is, or whatever is not even acknowledged mm-hmm. usually. Yes. And I have read, I read today, like people have described him as playing white characters. So it's, we're in, I'm, we're looking or other people of color are looking at this black man or Samoan man or mixed race person mm-hmm play this ambiguous cap this non-white person right who's just their race is not acknowledged there are white people who look at him and say oh he's playing a white man today Mm -hmm. so that i saw that explicitly written in some nbc article so okay guys i guess whatever so i'm excited to hear that john henry is coming so it's john henry and the statesman so john henry is the main guy and then they plan to include according to the rock he plans to include in this story um, a host of multicultural like folklore story characters to who make up the statement the statesman so it's john henry and the statesman okay so again i have a few feelings about this one is i'm excited to see this story coming like and being a big thing and to hear when the rock talks about it he talks about it being black american folklore he says african-american but I'll say black American he talks about With it. With his Barack Obama voice. They have the same voice. They have voice. the same voice. I love it so much. <laughs> they I, have the I same love their little voice. voice. It's so cute. Um, talks about it being black American folklore and how he grew up hearing the story or whatever charming shit that he says. Yeah. But he, he's very pointed and explicit in that this is some black shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the ways that he talks about it. He talks about in this clip on his Instagram, he talks about his dad being a black American person and them having direct, you know, lineage from folks who overcame slavery and, you know, came through the underground railroad and all that shit or whatever. So it felt good to that aspect of it, that this thing is happening. A black story is being told. It also felt fucking weird as fuck Mm -hmm. and a little bit ignorant to privilege. Yeah. Because John Henry has traditionally, for a lot of different reasons. One, John Henry has traditionally, in the images I've seen of him in books. He's dark. He's a dark-skinned black man. He's a dark-skinned black man. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. And then the other glaring thing for me is especially the fact that The Rock gets to produce this is that because of The Rock's passing privilege, because he is ambiguously black or ambiguously Samoan, ambiguously mixed-race person, Mm -hmm. people or casting agents, they put him, they can put him in any role. And they do that. He was in San Andreas. His wife was white and his daughter was whiter. 
you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know how that happened she wasn't she she wasn't italian looking oh, that was a white girl she looked like she had two whole white anglo parents anglo as fuck parents <laughs> that never see no parts of the diaspora okay um, caucus mountain right caucus. yes so they do that and so he has access to more roles he yeah ha- he's not the only like talented former wrestler out there who could act large black men <laughs> right that too but like the reason why he has this access and he's great he's in- he's incredibly talented he's smart he's funny i think he's a great actor he's great at what he does but we cannot ignore the fact that he has access to a lot of opportunities because white people are more comfortable with that complexion of person yeah Period. Mm-hmm. They're more comfortable in the room with somebody who they're like, I don't know if he's black or he's not black, right? I don't know. Maybe he's Greek or it's, they're more comfortable with yeah, that shit. Are. And so he has those opportunities. So for someone at his level of millionaire and his level of opportunity to be casting something and to cast himself, himself. when there are other darker skinned black folks that you could be giving an opportunity to right now, you're telling a black story and you and- could cast yourself. You could still be in the film. <laughs> You don't got to be... You could be one of them multicultural motherfucker statesmen that you, you made up. You could be John Henry's black friend if you want to be black this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the other thing. I'll let you I'll let you get into that. But, what? Well, just that, you know, I feel like he does not... He doesn't. I don't... I don't okay. I personally... Because I've been watching him on screen since the beginning, since he was in Be Cool or Be Cool 2 or whatever the fuck, which he was great and I thought was hilarious. Mm -hmm. He was a black man in that movie. And he was, I believe also that he was supposed to be like black Samoan. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In his room wherever he lived like there there are there were like always little signs of it was indicators uh in the film yes, to what his culture he was, was and his background was. right yeah. and i felt like they were equal parts black american person and samoan person mm-hmm. or polynesian at the, i don't know if they said samoan but yeah. polynesian at minimum right so and, and i feel like that i've seen that in a lot of his films mm-hmm. but in a lot of other films i've seen nothing where yes. he is just supposed to be a guy he's man he's man and the implication <laughs> is that he's a white man uh-huh. and on screen he is typically only romantically connected to white women yeah which is a thing when bl- roles for black women actors are so scarce yeah and when talking about his heritage i have also as a fan and a follower so there are deep cut things that i have read and seen and heard about him like talking about his dad and being black and his his name is fucking Dwayne johnson which to me is an act of fucking that resistance is period it's black, black in and of itself so I, I i really i haven't felt this great feeling that he's running or hiding his blackness and or his samoanness and I, f- I do feel that Hollywood is more comfortable in playing up his Samoanness if they're going to acknowledge something at all. But it is awkward to now that you have financial security. It's sad, actually, that he's now not, that you are... He doesn't advocate for blackness. That's mm-hmm. not what he does. So he mm-hmm. acknowledges that he's a black person. Right. He lets you know that I exist in his blackness and all of this stuff. But when it comes to him actively as an actor... He doesn't advocate for blackness in that way. And this movie, it would be the perfect time for him to advocate for blackness, which is a part of him in that way. And he's, he's, he's just not. And it's like, you don't have to, I'm not saying that his requirement as a, an actor is to advocate for blackness, but to not advocate 
with a black fucking story is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes no fucking sense to me, right. like, to do that. Like, and then to present it, like, this is this African-American story and blah, 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 da, 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 and still center yourself in a story that you have no place in is fucking, that's bullshit. When you say he has no place in it, what do you mean? Because he's not a dark-skinned black man. Okay. Like, the story is of a dark-skinned black man, and we talk about all the time of how complexion is very intricate in how the white world interacts with people of color period right, right. that's an, like to me that's an important part of the story mm-hmm. for someone to visually see a black ass black man mm-hmm. go hard like that yeah you know and there's other like because you know i'm thinking of the size of john henry he's supposed to be this huge ass black man and that's usually like the black man that everyone's scared of this big ass right. um huge ass black man right which even though the rock is a big black man his complexion helps to dilute some of and that and it makes fear. it safe and it yeah. makes you know he's whatever huge. He's yeah fucking, he's, he's huge as shit when they when they film him on camera depending on the there's some films where they like to play up how huge he is i think they do that in fast and furious mm-hmm. depending on what's happening um but other films they will shoot it so that he doesn't look so much larger than Compared his castmates. He's fucking yeah. gigantic, but we have to acknowledge that his complexion helps to dilute some of the fear that white folks have when it comes to big black men. Mm-hmm. Black men, period. Yeah. Um. So to like, so for me, yeah, that's why it's like, it just doesn't, it's just not right for him to center him, himself in that space. Because mm-hmm. you have, you have enough you're not still a struggling actor you're not still a person who's like well you know i'm you know i'm trying to like make it and blah 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 blah. like you got it you made it like give this job to someone else this you are not the right person for this role like you're not yeah i think um also we talk about nuance a lot i think one of the nuances that i would like to be acknowledged I think there's a difference between not being dark enough and not being black enough you know what i'm saying Uh, because i think there are people who are like some of the responses to the criticism has been, oh, you're saying he's not black enough? He's not, he can hang out, he can come to the hookout. Yeah, I, I'm I fine never, with that. Yeah, I never think about how not black he is, except for when I'm watching him make out with his umpteenth white, white person. That's on the thing, though, too. That's I think annoying. that black people have gotten so used to him, like, he's friendly. Like, right. he's a friend. Mm-hmm. So, like, we don't generally hold him accountable to for shit like this right. we could have had this conversation forever ago about him always having the, these white romantic person you know people yeah. in a lot of his films but we don't really address it because it's like it's the rock and he's like our friend and that's like our yeah. homeboy from up the block mm-hmm. and he's like i don't know if he's using it but that french friendly factor that friendship factor that safe factor because he's also safe for us because mm-hmm. he hasn't been harmful to us right. we're just letting him like get these passes mm-hmm. and it's we, like, we need to hold him accountable yeah you know yeah i i just um i hope that this conversation elevates to that you know what i'm saying to that dialogue instead of it turning into a am not black enough conversation yeah because i feel like there are people who are saying that even though that's not the point yeah you know what i'm saying and i personally i don't think it's a matter of he's not black enough but no you are not dark enough to do this and that means something and that's relevant because dark-skinned black folks are marginalized in ways that light-skinned and ambiguously black and white passing or presenting black folks are not and we have to acknowledge that and that is significant the other thing that makes me a little bit uncomfortable in some of the dialogue is I feel like sometimes the ways in which we talk about light-skinned folks and their blackness and their relationship to it Mm -hmm. is 
again lacking of nuance yeah right so mm-hmm. i feel like there are dark-skinned black actors who never talk about their blackness yeah. or advocate yep, for totally black people agree. or do shit for us agree um which is also not okay. Yeah. But and and I do understand that we're talking about the rock and the level at which he is, it comes a larger responsibility. So mm-hmm. I definitely acknowledge all that shit. And I definitely acknowledge that he has with his even if he didn't have all of that, with his light skin privilege comes responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. But I do want to point out that there are dark skinned black folks walking around who never talk about being black, who never talk about doing anything particularly black or advocating for anyone or doing shit. You know what I'm saying? And who would likely want nothing to do with you. So that shit goes on. And then also I think the conversation around mixed people and their journey or any, any black people. And I'm going to say light skinned black folks as well, because they're light skinned black folks who are not, or do not know how or if they are mixed, but are light skinned and have a yeah, weird have experience. Kind of, there's some kind of that. multicultural thing yeah, happening. Yeah. There. Or even I know light skinned people who don't know what kind of light skinned or what kind of black people they are. They just yeah. know we all been light skinned all this time and they still relate to blackness and who they are and stuff like that yeah. awkwardly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. Which I always had a very strong foundation in who I am. So mm-hmm. that's never been an issue for me. But I know people who have issues with who they are and mm-hmm. shit. Um, but what I, what I, I think that that gets highlighted a lot in light skin folks, like other people will see the rock and be like, oh, he's not even comfortable with his blackness or this, that or whatever. When we know a lot of you niggas, regardless to how yep, dark regardless you are, of the shade, there's a lot of y'all, it's not, a lot of y'all yep. who's not comfortable with yep, your blackness, totally. re- whether it be Afro Latino folks or mm-hmm. whether it be quote unquote, regular black, regular black, regular black, motherfuckers black who didn't yep. get comfortable with being black until they went to college, college. who didn't get comfortable for, with being black until this horrible racist thing happened to them, yep. who didn't get comfortable being black until they saw something bad happen to somebody that they loved you know what i'm saying yeah. who didn't get comfortable being black or activated until Tray- trayvon martin was it's killed murdered. it's all different at being being black throughout the diaspora is demonized and criminalized and all of these things so there yeah. are lots of different journeys to accepting one's blackness yeah. and there are lots of different insecurities that different black people have and so even we talked about uh dating with talin last week who yeah. our guest last week and you know interracially dating or not or whatever and while i don't date white men it's also whole swaths of black, black men, men who i could never date because they are not comfortable with their the blackness. blackness and yeah. that shit comes in all complexions yeah. you know what i'm saying Word. and so i guess I just I just wish that we were not so dense, I guess, in the way that we approach these conversations of complexion and mm-hmm. privilege. There's, there's, we say this all the time. There's lots of layers here. There's not just like this one blanketed answer. What we do know is that it all points to white supremacy. And that's what right. we talk about all the time on this show. But right. there's like so many different pieces, so many different moving parts yeah. as to how this system functions. Um, and that's why we talk about it so often on the show. But like, yeah, like I agree with what you're saying. A lot of people like to pack it in and make it just dense. And like, this, it's this one thing. And right. it's like, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like not, even though for me, a lot of my discomfort with The Rock has to do with the... I guess the lacking of advocating for blackness in a way that I guess I can digest, but she doesn't have to do for me is that people would take that as me saying he's not black enough. Mm -hmm. Like people for some reason want to interpret it in that way. And that's not, that's not what we're saying here, you know? Um, So yeah, I appreciate Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. adding that piece. And then it's important for you to say that there's 
motherfuckers my complexion and darker who are just who don't advocate for blackness and don't really accept their blackness or don't even understand their blackness like mm-hmm. it's important because yeah. they're just as they'll offend me in the same way as i feel offended right now in this mm-hmm. in this when it comes to the rock yeah 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 so hopefully because he is our homeboy from up the block <laughs> because he is our big brother that's a part of honestly that's a part of like his talent is that yes. he's a charming motherfucker and that takes everyone, work yeah and and to be honest i'm jumping into his size mm-hmm. i'm sure it's because of his size that he probably worked so hard to be yes, this friendly ass motherfucker and friendly because he is still a black man yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and light skin privilege does not erase the racism yeah. and the white supremacy that comes with not looking like a whole entire ass white person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He can pass as Italian in a film because white people think, oh, he, you know, yeah, okay. Forget about right. it. Right. <laughs> That's the spicy meatball. I'm a TV Italian. Um, but that doesn't mean that he is white. I don't personally, I don't consider The Rock white passing. I don't consider you know him white saying? passing either. And, even with even with light skin privilege, yes, do we have we have more access to places and things and people because of white supremacy, even oftentimes, even at times amongst other black people, mm-hmm. because we've all been fed the same ridiculous white supremacist yeah. sauce. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that when we show up in these places that we gain access to as light skinned folks, it doesn't mean that we are still not going to be demonized, yep. treated as less than. It's just, it's something, it gives us closer access to the devil, as yeah. Kurt said earlier, yeah, yeah. right? Basically. So it's closer access to the devil. So even we had this conversation of like maybe a few years ago on the podcast, but even when we talk about um, field Negroes and house Negroes or whatever, a lot of those folks who were working in the house were in closer proximity to the white masters who were, okay, you're light enough to be in my house and now I'm going to rape you every yeah, fucking yeah, night. Yeah, now you're, it's easier for me to rape you. It's easier for me to like fucking um, dehumanize you and these other kind of ways. Like you, it's like mental torture for me to actually cook your fucking dinner mm-hmm. but be so traumatized and scared of you that I don't even think to poison you. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like mind play going on there mm-hmm. also that people don't generally like to acknowledge right. like it's like it was it's a horrible experience to yeah. be a slave including physical abuse yeah including physical abuse in that close proximity to your captor in that close proximity it doesn't make to you any freer master. it doesn't right. make you any freer right. because you're closer to the devil mm-hmm. like it just doesn't mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. not what that is yeah yeah. And that's, I think that's just a, this is another microcosm of, of, of that. Right. You know, happening. which is why, and I'm still upset about it. So I might bring it up every fucking time we talk about colorism, which is why it's important that we remind each other that light skinned people are not white people. Okay. <laughs> light skinned people, lovey, are not white people. Right. So when you write an apology to your Yo, light skinned sisters, it's, it's on site. It's on site. When you write an apology to your light skinned sisters about something ridiculous that you said about light skinned people, do not include a white bitch like Rachel Dolezal in your apology because yeah. light skinned people are not white. And mm-hmm. if I'm a I'm your black sister just like you and you are fucking apologizing to me for some ignorant shit that you said to me as a black woman, don't ever come out your face and include a fucking white person yeah that's a whole ass white person yeah. that's not a white presenting black woman mm-hmm. that's a white person yes and we experience and we live with 
different things. This whole thing is nuanced and we need to be able to understand being black. It's a nuanced experience for yeah. all of us, mm-hmm. for all of us. We are too grown. I don't care how old you are. We're too grown. You're old enough to know better. Yeah. We are too culturally grown. Yeah. Okay. We are too, our racial IQ is too high compared to these folks who just get to wake up and be white and live. And not ever have to think about race, right. talk about race, yes. experience race yes. and the ways in which we do. Exactly. We are too racial iq grown to not be acknowledging the nuances within and amongst one another so what i'm hoping is that a black person close to the rock will have this conversation about colorism Mm -hmm. with him and not be blinded with his money and his good looks and charm and that bright smile he's so cute he's so cute anyway and not be blind he does it's an egg i would take it though i will hold the egg i will hold it it. i will hold it anyway i hope somebody shares like exactly what the fuck the problem is with this because it's important and people are reporting on it in this really this way that lacks nuance people are dumb people are dumb and people again think that black people are just white people painted brown yeah and that we lack that it has nothing to do with like our culture and it's a lot of stuff involved yeah and then and then and then other people like just because your question a person of color's motive or a person of color's what's their intent when it comes to like certain yeah. work does not mean you're questioning their blackness right. or asking about their black heart or asking right. about any of that shit that's not what that is and you can talk about colorism yes. and not bring up Rachel right and not talk about how black someone is right. or not you don't like not do paper bound te- mm-hmm. brown, brown paper, paper bag, bag. tests mm-hmm. you can talk about colorism and not do those things but yeah. for some reason y'all motherfuckers keep doing that yeah dumb. and also in terms of intention his intentions could be absolutely pure his intentions as a wealthy mixed race black samoan person could be totally pure Mm -hmm. could be i have this money and access i want to bring black american folklore to the table so that the michael b jordans of the world don't think it doesn't exist i want to make sure that this is happening and that's why i'm doing it i love to act it's always been my dream to play john henry this is what i want to do it could be that pure Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that doesn't mean that it's okay and it should be talked about. Yeah, sure. And again, hopefully this me- this message gets to him and not the one of you're not black enough because don't nobody got time for that. And no, anybody even thinking about at that. At all. Except for some people who are thinking about that. But we don't have time for that here <laughs> either. So you ready to take a break? Yeah. All let's right. take a break. Cool. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. Get it together. Money, 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 money. <laughs> do you- money. <laughs> do you know what this year is? Um, what's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. Give black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So So. how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. (laughs) And we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, We definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvthqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm -hmm. We have two options there. Two! Two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. You choose. We Mm -hmm. give you a choice on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. 
That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black! All the time! All right. Are you ready to get into news that's not news? Yes, let's get into news that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So news that's not news is when we highlight a news story that maybe has not been talked about in the media or we talk about a news story that's been discussed in the media, but not in the ways in which we would talk about it. So here we are with news that's not news. Yes. What do you have we this week? Get our womanist race nerd perspective because it'd be, be popping. If you have been paying attention to social media or the actual news, because this has been a story that has been on the news. Um, there was recently an incident in Brooklyn, New York, where a white woman by the name of Teresa Sue Klein accused a nine-year-old black boy of sexually harassing her. Eventually, social media started calling her Corner Store Carolyn. Mm-hmm. You know um, they all have a name. Yeah, Everybody, I'm, every, I'm over these names. Every white person on social media, or who gets caught on social media trying to call the cops, cops on, on black people, they get a name. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like, I like, I want them to be villains. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. like any like likeness around it. So that's uh-huh. like my take on that. I get it. Teresa, that's the white woman's name. They were in a corner store. There's there's video surveillance of um, the young boy leaving the store with his mom and his sister. His book bag happens to, I guess, brush against Teresa. Mm-hmm. And she insists that she was sexually harassed and she calls 911 she, on the And she boy. used the terms rape. Rape. And he grabbed my butt. And all of this foolishness on a nine-year-old boy, and the, for which there's video. Yes. In which that didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't. Um, so the video that's gone viral um, is um, of her kind of going back and forth with the mother. I'm calling the police. He's a rapist. All of this stuff. And then you see that um, his little sister and him, like they're like traumatized. They yeah, start crying. They're, they're crying. standing there crying, mm-hmm. scared, and you know whatever. Of course, the mother is trying to protect her kids, cursing her out. Cause that's the fuck I would have did mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So that happened, and I'm seeing the video be circulated a lot, and you know calling her the the corner store Carolyn. We're addressing like white people calling the police on um, black people for no reason, mm-hmm. as particular in this moment, this child. And for me, I, with cause, I do like embarrassing this person, spread her all over the place. Her name is Teresa. I want to use her name. Teresa what? Teresa Sue Klein. Mm-hmm. I guess because I saw the video too, it made me think about this boy and how this white woman has traumatized this and his boy sister, right. and his sister mm-hmm. and like how mentally she's like fucked with these kids yeah she's introduced this this what which may have not have been introduced to him before because he's fucking nine and to his sister this concept of rape this concept Concept of of sexual sexual assault that he was not even engaged in so now you're introducing this sexuality in this kind of sinister way which is not 
which is abusive yes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so now he's got he's faced with these concepts that he may not these traumatizing concepts yeah, that, that he may not, not have he, been faced he, with before and, he, and i'm sure he doesn't even have a full grasp on like he's fucking mm-hmm. crying because he doesn't right. even i i feel a, doesn't even clearly know what this fucking bitch is accusing ideally, him of right. you know mm-hmm. but there's that and then the fact that there's this child here, you brought this up before we started recording, but this is this is a child. It's clearly a fucking child in his fucking school uniform. Like it's a kid. And she's like referring to him like has as if he's like this big monster like person. Like he's a small right. <laughs> nine-year-old child. And the fact that white people continuously see children as these monstrous big mm-hmm. figures is fucking right. ridiculous like it makes me think of tamir rice and how they're not just allowed to be like he literally was just in a store probably just got fucking i don't know a zebra cake he was with his mom he might not even after got a school zebra cake. right after school mm-hmm. like okay like you know and then you've kind of like changed the trajectory of this boy and his little sister's life mm-hmm because you felt something right and he's also this little boy is also watching this this grown adult stink butt white woman Mm -hmm. not just tell his mom say hey your kid let's let's pretend right because we have the video and we know that this did not happen so let but let's pretend that this nine-year-old grabbed her butt this nine-year-old who's there with his parent right a nine-year-old let's pretend that that happened Teresa is an adult there's no reason why she couldn't have turned to this another adult um, mother and yes, said, hey, your son just grabbed my butt. I, I don't appreciate that. I think it's inappropriate. Can you please talk to your son? Yeah. The only reason there would be to call the cops or get the cops involved is if you don't you don't see his mom or any of them as human. Yeah, exactly. You see them all. You see this yes. whole neighborhood as a threat. This, yep. The kid is a threat. The mom is a threat. Because why would you tell his parent? Because obviously she's a bad mother. Yeah. Instead of there, yeah, there are kids. There are kids who do stuff like that because we live and exist in rape culture. Yeah. And there are shows on TV that say, oh, this kind of behavior is funny. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so a nine year old could per- perhaps do that. Yeah. To elevate this situation to calling the police and when his parent when his guardian is there and could address it and offer the correct discipline for that situation is totally out of hand and it just further demonstrates how racist this whole exchange was and how traumatizing and children understand that Mm -hmm. he that those children understood that oh you didn't even you think all of us are a threat yeah yeah they they know what that feels like things get racial for black and brown children very early in the game off the bat yeah so they are not so naive that they're not taking in the fact that wow you didn't even tell my mom and talk to her as an adult on your level because you don't even see us that way and then it's like how do you see children crying and you're not phased by that shit you know what i mean because they're not you know like how are you just not phased by that shit like it's been times with my nieces and nephews and it's like no and they cry and then you know they're still supposed to get in trouble but in my body Mm -hmm. it's like shit you know yeah you played the video (laughs) you played the video again like while we were preparing for yourself and that's the thing that i remembered from the video that i didn't want to hear again is the kids crying yeah it's it's traumatic and they're afraid and it's all for no reason it's ridiculous they're crying they're like cowering behind their mother like how do you see that amount of fear in a kid and you're still like adamant 
because and wrong and strong like black that. people are considered a threat by white people that's supposed to be eradicated and they want us dead or working in their service period and they those people weren't doing that and so they needed to be dead or handled or taken care of mm-hmm. by the police and then it's like to add on to what you said about her not addressing the parent or mm-hmm. like whatever like there's other avenues when it comes let's say that it actually happened we know it did not but because of the video but let's say it did happen there's other ways in which we could correct behavior and children why is your options just to straight to the police police arrest right. people you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's no rehabilitation space when it comes to the police and we know that mm-hmm. that's common knowledge yeah. we are aware of that right. so for you to just jump straight to the police is, is crazy and, f- and fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. like you wanted that child arrested and to be put into the system right like a nine-year-old a nine-year-old so later on in this video um a white woman who sees what's going on because at this time it's it's other civilians standing outside who are recording her and talking about how shameful it is that she's calling the police yeah. and what went on or whatever and so a white woman sees what's happening a younger white woman who i would guess is anywhere between 25 and i'm gonna say 30 like two oh, if i had to they guess. look the same age to me but listen okay listen <laughs> we're not gonna go there but but it seemed like the two of them had an understanding of how old each other was mm-hmm. okay they so, did white people know how old other white people are <laughs> I don't know. I was like, yeah, okay? yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so this other white woman approaches her. An adult is the point. Yes. An adult white woman approaches her to call her out. And she's like, listen, what you're doing here is not okay. I'm telling you to get out of here and go home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she approaches, which is what white people should do. Yes. If you see another white person acting out of pocket, it is your job if you, you consider, see a white person doing something, say something. Yes, say yeah. something about it. Really, I shouldn't have to do the labor to keep a white person in check. You both have a certain level of power and privilege. Please use that to check one another. Mm-hmm. When I check it, I'm putting myself at risk yes. for being murdered by the cops, having the cops called on me, or whatever the fuck. So she did what she was supposed to do, and she addresses this. And Teresa, the white villain in the story, look, stand, gets in her face and says... What, what do you want white lady get out of my face white lady um you're i'm old enough to be your mother you don't what do you know you don't know anything go home you don't know what's going on here da, 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 da. and so she immediately infantilizes her she immediately yeah. sees this other adult white woman who is younger than her and treats her like she doesn't know any better you're a child what could you know about the situation what could you know about life how could you interject here in any way so she infantilizes this younger white woman who is an adult white woman yes, right an adult and a whole ass adult infantilizes her treats her like oh you're so cute get the hell out of here kind of thing Meanwhile, a whole nine-year-old child, a kid, she demonized and turned into this larger-than-life demon goblin monster. Yeah, who who knows and understands all of his actions, you know, like, and and in that way, even though we know he did not do it. But, like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, Yeah, fuck that bitch. I would just say that's my closing. (laughs) Yeah, so there we go. Fuck that bitch. And... When you come into these neighborhoods, I'm just going to say this again. When you come into these neighborhoods, when you gentrify shit, you, to quote the movie State Property, get down or lay down.
Like this is this is what it is. Right. This is what it is. You coming in our shit. This yeah. is what it is. Like stop mm-hmm. trying to come in and colonize and make shit and make it conform to you. No, mm-hmm. you're in our shit. You're in a corner store. You know what? This is something completely different. But I'm annoyed because I was in a corner store in the hood and there was white people making a line and I almost stood on that line. We do not. Whoa, we do not make lines. I was. Whoa, I got whoa, on it. I said, "The fuck whoa, am I doing?" Whoa. And I put my money on the counter and showed my shit and left. But don't don't shot dare be trying to like. We don't make lines. In change the what are we doing? No, no. The fuck? Mm-mm. That's what happened. She was standing online. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. She was standing online. Yes. How dare you? How dare you? All right. Well, fuck that bitch. Um, she did give a loose, lazy apology after being shown the video, but it was really just a further waste of our time because everyone, the children, the community is traumatized. So, yeah, fuck that bitch. Fuck her. Let's get into pay black women. Yes, let's do that. Give me your fucking money. What's pay black women? Pay Black Women is the segment where we highlight black or indigenous women, black or indigenous women-owned businesses or organizations, and we make you give them money. Now, we highlight them so that, you know, people can give them money. And that is what the Pay Black Women segment is. Mm -hmm. Um, So this week, we have our homie Nzinga of Zingazao Boutique. And she basically, we use a lot of her stuff. Stuff. So she makes journals that have... I have mine. They're so good. Journals with African prints on them, um, kente shoelaces. shoelaces. I have those in all of my sneakers. She has passport holders. That's right. Um, Earrings, mm-hmm. head wraps. She ha- she does this wraparound scarf that's really cute. Mm-hmm. So be sure to follow her on Instagram at zinga z i n g a underscore zow z o w on instagram and you can see what she's working on or what market she's going to be at she travels around the country selling Mm -hmm. this stuff so she could be in a market in your area that's right she is based mostly in la and brooklyn but she does travel the country at different little spots she also has an etsy shop and her etsy is etsy.com backslash shop backslash zingazow and i'm going to put the link to that in the show notes as well she creates beautiful heirlooms with african prints and all types of cool fucking shit yeah we last saw her at afropunk was it yeah we saw her together at afropunk i saw her again at color girls hustle um marketplace so that was really cool yes yes all right let's get into the pit are you ready yes i'm always ready for the pit the pit everybody strap in about to open some fucking windows. The new Triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. The pit is where we throw people, places, and things that are trying to steal from our black ass, black joy. So we quarantine them to the motherfucking pit yes. so that they can't bother us anymore. Exactly. What you got? For this week, I want to throw into the pit what I'm noticing, and I'm going to call predatory conferences or predatory cons mostly because generally a lot of the cons that i'm seeing that are like that are at least in my space are targeting marginalized groups of people um to be in those spaces so if you know that the population that you are trying to get to come to your conference get to i don't know um i think maybe i'll go a little further like buy your service do your workshop or whatever like that if you're targeting these marginalized group just be genuine about what you're 
with, with what you're actually doing mm-hmm. and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in a past past experience where Jay and I went to um, this conference that was just literally like they just took our money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was general as fuck. It was a one day conference. There were there were different speakers and things that I drew some insight from, but it was lacking. It was lacking a lot. And be clear, I think that for me, when that one, I wasn't clear about what was being sold to me. Right. Um, and I think it is important to be clear what you're selling to your customer, especially if they're a customer in a marginalized space, because generally people who are in marginalized spaces make less money because white supremacy. Right. So they have to like really think about when they're spending money, what they're spending money in for, why they're spending this money. Um, so if you're just going to be in a space to take money and kind of uphold this capitalistic white supremacist thing, it, it's just the shit is fucking whack. And right. I'm just starting, I'm seeing a lot of it pop up. I don't know if I'm paying attention to it more, mm-hmm. but I just feel like a lot of it is popping up. Yeah, I feel like conferences and cons in general have been, or symposiums and shit like that, have often been access has been limited to people of color yes. because they are often so expensive mm-hmm. and the idea is that okay well you're here for a, a day or a weekend or whatever and you have access to all of this knowledge and all of these people and things like that and so i think that access was generally limited to large populations of people of color who did not perhaps they were trying to do the work that could benefit from those conferences yeah. mm-hmm. but they didn't have the access and i think that as we work in this podcast space in particular um and in media and yeah. are looking to learn more and things like that and network more and whatnot i think uh, I, I do think more cons are popping up and mm-hmm. I, and and maybe it's not I, I think it's more but maybe okay. we're just seeing more because of social media and shit yeah. like that but i feel like it's always no it fucking is more if it's the first annual whatever the fuck then it is more <laughs> right it'd yeah. be the first annual con of or of some shit and i feel like yes yeah, some of them are awesome like futuro digital that was a free conference mm-hmm. that they did during the new york latino film festival yeah free conference information food snacks dope that was okay you're giving me something i'm Mm -hmm. learning something or whatever there are other conferences that are paid still information food snacks dope fantastic Mm -hmm. and then there are other conferences which you're talking about more predatory ones where it's like i don't even know what this is about all you're telling me is is that that it's going to be mad motherfuckers here they're going to be people here that maybe i should network with or you're telling me i'm going to learn something but that that's going to advance me as a podcaster or as a business or whatever but you're not telling me how or what those things mean and you're charging me for this and i don't know what i'm paying for except that i know that whatever i think a lot of us as entrepreneurs we didn't necessarily go to school for whatever it is we're working a on. lot of us have right. it as entrepreneurs and yeah. creatives so there in a capitalist system this whole market is open for educating people mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people out there who are thirsty for education and who feel like because we've been fed this white supremacist patriarchal capitalist bullshit that okay i didn't get a degree which i'm okay with but i have to get something some other there has to be some other marker or measurement of my learning or success yeah. or connectivity or whatever um so i have to go to this i have to show up to to this conference because this is the conference that's going to teach me all the things that I need to know Mm -hmm. to do whatever and sometimes you get these conferences when they haven't really told me what they're going to teach me or they've said you're gonna this is the best way to learn this but you haven't told me what all of that means yeah. and i could easily leave here giving you hundreds of dollars Dollars and not learning anything nothing right which is crazy. Or like there was a con recently where I I still don't understand what the con was about, 
but it was just like all these big names on the bill. Right. And I know that was to bring people out and that's fine. I don't care about mm-hmm. that. But like, what exactly are you selling people? Yeah. What, what, what the fuck are you selling people? I think it's very important for you to be clear on that mm-hmm. and to let people know what they're buying into because yeah, people don't have money to just be throwing a fucking way. Right. And if you actually care about educating and you actually care about nurturing people in these spaces, you wouldn't be predatory about that. But a lot of people don't. So that's yeah, the, no, that's why the, they're right. in the pit. That's the other yeah, that's why we're here in the pit. That's the other thing about this is that like how you always say, not all skin folk are your kin folk. Yeah. Right. Word. So there are these conferences that are being sold and built to people of color that don't necessarily have us in mind. Mm-hmm. We're just do okay, cool. I'm gonna get all the cool black people in one room and I'm gonna get other black people to pay and come yeah. for it. But now are you really are you thinking about the fact that we often have limited access to shit? Mm-hmm. And so now you're providing access, but you're gonna treat me like how white people do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not right. That's not that's not all. that's not okay. And so I think not good for the culture. It's not good for the culture i guess why is it important that we think about that why is it important that people consider these things when i feel like a lot of a lot of us are told that you just need to be the best capitalist Mm -hmm. why is it important for people to think about like not being predatory assholes because nobody wins right nobody wins nobody wins when the family feuds no it's like dead ass Mm -hmm. like no one does win and if we're actually trying to break these systems Mm -hmm. then you should not be operating in ways in which it fulfills the system that is already there you know and that is what people actually that is what people are doing and for me that just gives me indicators as to who is okay with the system they Mm -hmm. might say they're not but you're okay with the system if you're still going to function Right. solely within that space right so for me i just like okay i see you like that's mm-hmm. how i have generally been taking it but that is not community mm-hmm. you're not doing the same thing that i'm doing mm-hmm. and you know that's it's just you just continue to cycle you just continue to feedback into the machine what it's been giving us yeah. since we fucking were enslaved and indigenous people were murdered and all of yeah. those things you know mm-hmm. it's a take 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 mentality yeah and that's that's the piece of it that we really have to we can't participate in that take 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 mentality yes if you have something to offer a bunch of people make your money you know what i'm saying that's great but we really need to think about am i really gi- giving them something yeah am i really selling them something who am i collecting checks from do they have this to don't spend? be cheap you right. know don't be cheap mm-hmm. like if you are selling a product me and jay want to make money doing this too so that's not what we're saying but give people quality shit don't be right. cheap and give them a fucking don't sell don't sell black people a dream don't yeah. sell people of color a dream we know it's a lot of us out here that's like we're working you have to spend money to make money yada yada all that stuff mm-hmm. don't sell us a dream don't sell us brooklyn bridge right give us give us tools give us like you know like don't don't be a taker yeah don't be a fucking taker and whether you agree with dismantling capitalism or not i would hope that many of us don't want to be fucking takers Mm -hmm. and suck our community dry yes um so when we think about like earning and making money in certain capitalistic ways we think about redistributing wealth and taking money from people who got it yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of us who don't have it, especially creatives, entrepreneurs, shit like that of color. So don't be a fucking taker. And if you throw on an expensive conference, please be sure that what you have to offer is it's worth it. Worth it. It's specific. It's quality. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. we deserve that. It shouldn't be working with black folks. It shouldn't be a, a cash grab, a cash money grab. 
um, I actually had my Kwanzaa ruined over a cash grab <laughs> in Harlem that I'll never forget. But we won't talk about that. Oh, I think was I there? Don't you was there? We, yeah. we was there together. Mm-hmm. Don't cash grab your people. Mm-mm. That's whack. Word. It's wiggity whack. And it's corny. Mm-hmm. We did a motherfucking show. Yes, we did. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Tea with Queen and Jay. Be sure to follow us on all social media. We are at Tea with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are Tea with Queen and Jay on Facebook and Tumblr. You can check our website out at teawithqueenandjay.com and send us T-mail, ad inquiries, partnership shit. If you want to invite us to your school to fucking talk or to hang out with your black student alliance or yeah, whatever the you fuck you have budget we will come we will do that yeah. if you don't have budget you could hit us up in the e- inbox anyway and see if we got the time <laughs> we're not takers but if your school has budget yeah hit us up for sure we will come through also as we mentioned earlier miss vixen first fridays the first one of that is november 2nd we'll put the link to that in, in the, the show, show notes. notes we have a live show coming up december 10th hey december 10th that. yes please get ready for that there'll be more information to come we will be in syracuse this weekend at queering the airwaves qt Pac media symposium at syracuse university that again is a free event i will leave the information to that in the show notes as well syracuse we want to see you out there all right cool we did a motherfucking show we did let's get into some hashtags black lives matter trans lives matter say her name stop killing trans trans women women. disability to white maybe he doesn't hit you film dis why i stayed mute r kelly mute motherfucking r kelly queer walk pod queer walk marsha's plate in a whole uprising, uprising, bag lady, sexually liberated woman, tea with QJ, pods in color, pod in, pod in, pod in live. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support by Samantha Riddell, recorded at the Indie Creative Network. Peace out. Bye. Adults just really like money. It's like their pet or something. They just be like, Oh, you have more money than me. Oh, no, you have more money than me. And they just start fighting. Because money is green. And you get to buy stuff. And adults like a lot of stuff. Whack shoes, whack ties, and everybody likes money. When it comes to money, you get fights. And when it comes to fights, you get hospitals. When it comes to hospitals, you get money.